TMTBLC, Public Relationship Agency, also known as True Start, Private Detective Agencies in New York. Matt Blues is a business partner, a licensed attorney detective. He's also a big fan of reality TV, true crime stuff, and like investigate true crimes as pro bono. This time, True Start decided to investigate a very recent bizarre case about a social media nomadic traveler influencer named Abby, who actually disappeared without a trace when her fiance returned home on her van and suspiciously refused talking about Abby's whereabouts, then disappearing himself. Abby has been doing her travel blog. She also managed to sell brand-sponsored products to her friends and family. She has been traveling across the country national parks documenting her blog when she got in a fight about nothing really with her fiancé Ryan. She scratched him, bruised him, almost got arrested for domestic violence and then suddenly disappeared. So question remains the same. Where is Abby? The novel was inspired by true events. There could be actually a lot more victims of this kind of influential business practices. So please read another novel by Tim TBLC inspired on true events about another influencer named Amy Orkey. The author of this novel would like to bring her own opinion, a speculation on what could possibly happen in true life, name, ages, locations, etc. was changed to protect privacy of the parties during investigation. Just remember, author is not diagnosing anything, just speculating about what could possibly happen and the whole story honestly is just unbelievably mind-blowing. So please read and listen uh, us as well um, on ebooks podcast by artist Tim C. Thank you so much. Chapter 1. Abby Abby was born in New York to Jake and Nancy and she had two younger brothers. Abby was clearly absolutely stunning, but she was also a very smart girl, looked like she had it all. She was very kind, and accordingly to her family, everybody loved her. Abby's family said she was almost addicted to traveling and had a very analytical, creative mind. She was always up in her thoughts. She was always a deep thinker, very motivated and committed. She wanted to launch her blog professionally and quit job as nutritionist. Abby's friends, a family, said she would successfully in anything she did. And in school she played sports. Abby also was in National Honor Society. She graduated in 2019 and went to the university to study nutrition, psychology, preparing for law school. Abby was top of her class. She was graduated with honor in 2019. Eventually her plan was going to, to medical school, but she decided to give herself rest and travel a little, relax, especially after getting engaged to her young, long-term boyfriend, Ryan. And this all started with Abby moving to Miami and st starting a traveling vlog on the social media where she met with her boyfriend Ryan, a fitness designer who traveled around the world for his job and was very appealing to Abby, who loved to travel as well. Ryan was a very fit guy, over six feet tall, 
but already in his late 20s, Ryan, being independent, wanted to settle down and have kids. It was quite a lot for Abby at this time. She was only 20 years old, but it seemed nothing to matter to her. She thought she loved Ryan and agreed to marry him. She was really into Ryan. She said she fell in love with his heart and they are really bonding over traveling. For Abby, working on her blog a lot was a very fun and at times very successful job. She was enjoying making new friends very naturally, very easily. People around her said they were drawn to her warmth and vibrant personality. By the time Amy felt a little burned down from working a lot, she also had the side jobs, NOCD and ADHD, and it was a big hustle. Abby and Ryan wanted to get married, but then pandemic hit, and they decided to postpone the wedding and go on this remote romantic cross-country trip together on Valentine's in 2000 2001. They were posting on social media happy pictures. Who would know that seven months later things would go so sour? Ryan and Abby were both into taking care of nature, recycling, and being environmentally conscious. So they seemed to be happy according to their past on social media. But by all the accounts, it appeared that traveling on the road for extended period of time was getting to them by the time of August 2000-2001 rolled out. Now a bit of history. Abby and Ryan started dating back in April 2020 and moved to Miami, Florida not long after this. Apparently they have met in high school. They got together after the, and became involved romantically. Immediately they became engaged on June 2020. And Ryan announced on his Instagram uh, this news. The couple traveled to Blue Joint, New York, where Abby is from, for her brother graduation ceremony. Apparently, the couple had a dream of going on a cross-country trip. They wanted to experience the van life, live free. They planned on stopping on multiple locations, ending the trip in California eventually. In July 2000, um, 2021, they departed from New York uh, in a 2012 Ford Transit van that looks like the vehicle had been modified to serve as a camper and couple documented the trip on the social media including Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Abby posted a picture on Instagram posting in front of a rock formation natural landmark in Kansas. Ryan posted a picture of himself sitting on a van in front of the same landmark. In July 2001, the couple also went to Zion National Park in Utah. Then they went to Bryce Canyon in National Park, 72 miles northeast from Zion. Abby made couple cool pictures from Mystic Hot Springs in Monroe, Utah. After posting some pictures from Canyonlands National Park in southeastern Utah, Abby didn't post anything until August 2021. But by that time, the couple was at Arches National Park in Grand Canyon, Utah. On the same day, someone notified police describing incident involving Abby and Ryan. The mob city police investigated. Police received a report of a domestic violence near the Moonflower shop. A couple in a white van transit were engaged in an altercation. The police located witness named Jennifer, who said 
a male was in argument with a female. So the male walked away so he could calm down, but female didn't want to be separated from him, and she began slapping him. The male grabbed her face and pushed her back before trying to lock himself into van. But female was able to gain an entry, then they drove away from the scene. The police caught up with the vehicle and initiated a traffic stop near Arches National Park. Couples then struck a curb before stopping. The officer approached the vehicle and found that Ryan was driving and Abby was crying emotionally in the passenger seat. Chapter 2 Police Body Camp Abby In the middle of the August, Abby and Ryan were pulled over by law enforcement in the Mope, Utah. It started at 4.30 p.m. at a convenience store where eyewitness called the police. They both saw male later identified as Ryan and female later identified as Abby arguing over the phone. The witnesses said Ryan got into the van. They saw what um, appeared to be him and Abby hitting him in the arm and then climbing through the driving window as Ryan has locked her out of the vehicle and she was trying to get her way back to the car. Now officers were able to track her down a few miles up to the road moment later, and here is a dash cam video footage at encounter. Matt immediately got a police report with a body cam showing footage of Abby was in distress, crying very emotional. Policemen reported the driver showed some obscure driving, possibly intoxication. The case was doing 45 miles an hour, then Don was just got for 25 miles an hour. Or subject just hit a curve. Correction speed limit was 15 miles an hour. Turn off your vehicle and go ahead and set keys to me. Police officer demanded. What's your guy's name? Police asked. I've been Ryan, they said. What's going on? Why are you crying? Police asked Abby, who was sitting on the passenger seat, dropping tears on her knees. I'm just crying because we had a fighting all morning. We have been camping all week. I'm sorry I hit the bump there, Ryan responded to police. I'm sorry I was disturbing him, Abby replied. Yeah, Abby replied. Just step out of the car, please, police ordered. Right here. Do you mind if I take your kiss and pull it over? Abby got out of the car, sobbing. Do you want to talk about what happened? Police asked Abby. Yeah, it's just sometimes I have a very bad OCD. I just was cleaning. I was apologizing to him. I was saying I'm sorry. I was so mean because sometimes I have OCD. Like, uh, I didn't mean. I guess it's my vibe. It's like I'm, I'm in so bad, bad mood. I just was saying sorry to him that I'm in bad mood and just so stressed out. And I had so much work and I... And I was doing on my computer for my page. I had a blog, Abby said. What do you do for a living, officer asked. I'm trying to start a blog. And it's hard. And, it's, and he, Ryan is very up, upsetting about it. I don't know. We have been fighting all morning. We, we wouldn't even let me into the car before, Abby said. Why wouldn't he let you into the car, officer asked. He told me to calm down first, but mostly I'm calm. He, he really stresses me out recently, Abby replied. The bad part was already that officer gave Abby relationship advice and warned her about seriousness of incident that they were both in. You know, 
you would feed of each other anxiety and spiral. You know what I mean. It doesn't matter how much he loves you. He might be bad for your soul. And I'm not telling you what to do with your life. But you know, um, uh, if you have anxiety and look into situation, get to know. It mean uh, you're not here to be mean to you. A quick, a quick quote. You said you were hitting him in the arm. Did you grab in a steering wheel? No, I did not. Only just for a second. I just saw the lights come on, Abby replied. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't I sit you down in the back of my car where I see conditioning? And you're not in the trouble, okay? I'm not arresting you. I'm not going to be putting any cuffs on you. Just sit and calm down on the AC. Relax, take a breath, and then we're going to talk again. Abby went to the police car, then police started talking to Ryan. It sounds like Abby's OCD really got serious and she was upset with Ryan's dirty feet, mess in the van. And he also brings that they were in a coffee shop from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It should be enough time to edit videos. But Abby wasn't done and, uh, was really and Ryan was really upset about it. If she cannot post, she cannot get her dopamine from likes and views on all social media. And also she cannot get paid by social media. And they were already short on money, so even Abby's dad had to order Uber Lyft, Uber Eats for them. Editing videos could be really frustrating because it takes time. It's hard to figure out how to present it the best. People always get anxiety about it. Chapter 3 Police car, body cam, Ryan. Please step out of the vehicle, officer asked Ryan as well. Ryan asked about Abby and refers her as his fiance. Even though the wedding was already called off, it was weird. Tell me what's going on, police ask. We see this getting worked up. Sometimes I try to distance myself from her so I lock myself in the car or I just walk away from her and then drives her even more crazy. This morning she was trying to start up like her own vlog and everything was like everything in time and we really had a nice morning and if anything but um she just kind of worked up and uh, um we are trying to get going and get out for the day going because you want to come like arches ryan replies mumbling abby said she was editing her blog and her ocd got on the way and ryan wanted to keep moving already downsizing her job enough by saying she was working on her little website Maybe Abby was thinking that she couldn't edit fast enough so they could keep going and Ryan was pressuring her to go on to do other things but Abby got worked up and got really upset about it and Ryan got really annoyed about it. Do you want to tell me more about those scratches on your face? Officer asked. She had cell phone on her hand when she was hitting me. That's why I was pushing her away. I said, let's just take a break and let's go not where. Well. Let's just calm down for a minute. Then she had the phone and I was trying to get the piece. So that I was trying to push her away and go. Just let's take a break and step back and breath and see that she got me. Ryan was wumbling. Let me see your hand. You got Mark right there, right here. Officer start counting. That's. The, no, no, that's from wire, Ryan responded, showing scratch on his arm. Do you want to tell me about anything about hitting the curb? Officer asked. Hitting the curb was the um, was she grabbed the wheel and she she said, I cannot leave again, fold over, Ryan responded. 
What about the speed officer asked? I, I wasn't going fast, I hope. I'm still shaking now. I'm sorry about that. I was trying to keep everything calm, quiet, because we were still planning for a hike, Ryan replied. The officer went to talk to Ryan again. So, we were traveling around, the flies here like pretty intense, you know, so the flies were definitely been getting to her and my dirty feet and everything, so I think that a little squabble started because we are hanging out to the coffee shop and there is some dirt and stuff and I moved things around in the bank and she has OCD and she freaked out. We just had a little disagreement here and then Ryan responded. I just wanted to hold a kiss because I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't have a phone. So she goes off without me. You know, I'm on my feet without a phone, without money, without anything. So I just tried to get kiss and tried to keep her away. Then it got really loud. And that probably drew everybody's attention. And I was like, back up, get away, just give me some pace, space, please, a minute. Ryan responded. So you were trying to get some distance from her? Officers reassumed. So ironically, his biggest fear was that Abby leaves him high and dry and drives off the van with the van and, they, and that he doesn't have a phone and money and no way contact anybody. Who would have guessed that a couple weeks later he would be doing just to, the same to Abby and she already has abandoned abandonment phobia. I was pushing her away when she was jumping me on me with her phone and hand, scratching me, Ryan said. So let's see, you got one on your face here, then you got four here. Please roll your sleeve. I see scratches from fingernails, officer confirmed. So unfortunately, in the state of Utah, we don't have discretion on some things like example. If I pull you up for speeding and want to give you just a warning, I could do that. But in few things I can't. Do you understand? One thing that the state legislator doesn't give me discretion to domestic violence. And since you're living together, it's domestic. And you have injury in both independent witnesses and your own companion made it clear that she was primary aggressor. So it takes, it makes you a victim of domestic assault. Even if you didn't want to file charges against your fiancé, you, you don't have a choice. The law said, ah, in your case, we have to separate you guys and apply no contact rule. Tomorrow, if you want to be with her again, you can do and sign a waiver. You don't want to press charges, it's fine. But for now, we can give you a ride to the hotel and she could have a van, officer said. Chapter 6. Ryan is in hotel. After police accident, Ryan flew back to Miami to cool off and help his dad to move Abby's stuff to the storage. After all, she canceled the wedding, hit him, threatened him with the breakup. It seems like it was the right things to do at the time. Abby was left in Utah in a hotel when he realized he forgot some gadgets in Abby's van. Police didn't let him pick up all his stuff. It was a rush. Ryan texted Abby and confirmed with her about where they could meet and talk and he could pick it up his belongings. Chapter 6 Ryan is back with Abby. At arrival in Utah, Ryan went straight to the hotel where Abby stayed. Pick her up. She checked out from the hotel. They drove there and they drove to the Grand Teton together on her van. 
in August 2021, a couple posted video on YouTube channel called Nomadic Standard. And the video featured a montage of couple happily time, times traveling through United States. Abby also posted pictures of a couple van on Instagram. At that time, Abby's father ordered Uber Eats for the couple in Salt Lake, Utah. And um, this was last time he spoke to her, his daughter. Next day, couple left Utah and drove to Grand Teton National Park, Wyoming. Abby was last seen on that day checking out of the hotel. At that time, Abby's mom spoke to her daughter via FaceTime and Abby made her final Instagram post. Showing how, however, no location, data, and time. Abby's mother was con continuing receiving text messages from her, however, after that. But she wasn't sure if those messages were actually made by Abby. Chapter 7. Ryan is hitchhiking. Abby's already huge social media accounts went viral. Hashtag find Abby. Post pictures including also pictures of Abby's van, which wasn't clear. It was missing too. And um, TikToker gave a, one of the TikToker gave Ryan a ride. At the time, Abby was already missing by her family. Ryan was alone. As people were posting about Abby, they didn't know that Abby was missing and the police didn't want to keep it confidential for a couple more reasons for investigation purposes. Another Florida couple spotted Abby's van on the side of the road in a park, all darkened with nobody inside and Abby flip-flops on the side near the van was really creepy, not a good sign. Abby's Missing Chapter 8 Abby's mom said she got last checks from Abby on July 25th before Abby was reporting missing on August 11, uh, September 11, from Yosemite National Park. Just two days just two days later, her fiancé returned to the Miami and Abby's van. What's strange is that more than 60 hours, so if Abby was the one who sent the last message from Yosemite, it's impossible that Ryan was with her. July 25th, Abby's friend posted a new picture, and Abby strangely didn't respond to the pictures as she usually does, not like an Abby. And the other TikToker said, she picked Ryan hitchhiking on July 29 and Abby wasn't with him. So taking into account all the above, author personally thinks that Abby's last text to her mom was uh, staged. And that's why Leia hired private investigator Matt to investigate this matter as well. The couple told the officer they suffered from mental health problem. They were having tough times getting along. The symptoms were getting worse. They were arguing quite a bit. Abby specifically mentioned that she had a CD and Ryan said they both had an anxiety. There is also mention that Abby was in maniac state according to the Ryan, but it wasn't clear uh, um, if he was an expert and it's that tied to any actual diagnosis or he was just improperly using the term maniac. The police decided this was a mental health crisis and not a crime case, so no charges were filed. Police decided to separate them. Abby stayed at the van and Ryan was taken to the hotel for the night. In the morning, Ryan flew back to the Florida where his family resides and helped to move items belonging to Abby in storage. He returned to Utah. 
Abby was in a hotel in Chai Chai when Ryan was in Florida. A couple is going on a cross-country trip. They were both having difficult time regulating their emotions and problems. And it wasn't a good idea to come together again. The engagement was called off before the trip had started and they went together anyway for the sake of creating contact on the social media, I guess. The domestic dispute that involved police showed that the couple wasn't really functioning well at all and I, I don't think if OCD anxiety fully explains what happened, it certainly could be part of it, but stress often takes mental health symptoms worse. Abby told the police that she was concerned about being abandoned, which uh, seems like an interesting statement given and she is now missing. The police was being reasonable with the couple, however. They knew that being arrested is inconvenient, especially far from home. So they wanted to give them some time and space, a break. But reality is something can be both in the realm of mental health and the law. It's not neither or. Sometimes mental health symptoms can be dangerous. Sometimes people will be blaming mental health symptoms even when they have nothing to do with uh, an alleged offense. It's also seem unusual that Ryan would fly back and mess with the storage unit when Abby was left alone on a camping trip. Even though Abby could be still alive and well in Miami or Utah or someone else, she frequently communicated with her mother and now she stopped. And all her social media activity has stopped as well. It shows clearing something bad had happened. It doesn't seem like Abby running away. Also, her boyfriend Ryan's behavior seems bizarre. For example, why would he return to Miami without Abby? This is especially suspicious taking into account the fact nobody had heard from Abby. It would make sense if Abby contacted someone else saying decided to stay continue her trip without Ryan. But for her to be missing and for him returning to Miami alone and refusing to tell anybody about Abby, it's not a good sign. Why didn't Ryan tell anybody about when and where he last saw Abby? This is the least he could do. And it would be in his best interest for Abby to be found alive. Why did Ryan retain an attorney claiming the Fifth Amendment? Does he have something to hide? He's afraid if he's going to speak, it's going to incriminate him? This behavior is, of course, within his rights but and constitution, but hiding behind an attorney is unhelpful considering the circumstances. If he is not guilty of the crime, he could have simply told the police about what happened if he is worried about the interrogation techniques like getting coerced into false confession. He could have his attorney during interrogation. After last FaceTime, Abby's mom has only been receiving texts from Abby. So, not like Abby. It's not like Abby at all, and there have been no texts from Abby after Ryan returned to Miami, no communication whatsoever. So, taking into account all the above, met a private investigator from True Start Agency concluded, perhaps after altercation, Abby was left alone in remote area, dangerous area. It's of course possible that Abby was accidentally or injured or killed. Either was Ryan panicked or drove back home to ask his parents for help and what to do. Secondly, it might have been Ryan and Abby separated and then something bad happened to Abby. 
and she might have chosen to leave Ryan like she was just walking away from the van, got lost in the woods and then ran into bad actor. Who knows? Under that scenario, Ryan is not involved and um, innocent. Of course, it could be a hoax, like Abby and Ryan created the whole situation on purpose to promote the social media presence. However, based on body cam video, Matt wasn't convinced that they were capable of per perpetrating this type of hoax. Matt believes Ryan is highly involved and decides to investigate him even more. On body cam video, Ryan was quite spontaneous and talked a lot to the police. He just couldn't seem to stop talking. But now, all of a sudden, he refused to say anything. Also, there is also connection that occurs in mob. A lesbian couple was also found dead in the same area by the same time. Couple told them people that they were having trouble and problems with creepy men and they would even have to move the camping site to a different site. But at some point, the couple was, was shot and killed. The body was found on LaSalle Mountains on August 18. However, police hasn't ruled possible connection and Ryan got missing. Chapter 9. Ryan is missing. Ryan got missing and all social media just blew up. Uh, was all, all around his house, how and where he could disappear like a Houdini. Or maybe he was just abducted by, by UFO. Aliens. Chapter 10. Bodies found. Abby's body was found, unfortunately, in a forest where they were camping. Then a friend who spoke recently to Abby said Abby went to be, wanted to be alone because things weren't good between Abby and his, uh, her fiancé Ryan. Apparently Abby was talking about how bad the relationship was. Not only Abby couldn't stand Ryan last week, but she also was scared for her life. And eventually came out that Abby was planning to break up, break off, break up with Ryan. And since she was a successful influencer, she made a lot of more money than Ryan. Ryan threatened her that he would ruin all her social media as a revenge. Maybe. It's just a speculation. Abby started slapping him again and screaming. Turns out Lisa, who was the friend Abby was talking about on birthday, and Abby didn't spoke on Lisa's birthday for the first time. It was so strange enough. So what really didn't make sense was Ryan, the tutor... Ryan retained attorney and then disappeared. Just a speculation to discuss. So much less popular boyfriend got jealous and got scared of losing millions potential dollars his potential wife influencer could make in case of breakup or and kill her in effect state without controlling himself, got scared, ran away wanting to kill himself as well. Or did Ryan really kill Abby like or maybe a pissed MLM recruitee, Abby was uh, brainwashing into business, uh, influential business, uh, got pissed, losing money, killed her. Or maybe another competitive influencer did it to be continued. Discuss who killed Abby. Chapter 10. FBI Raid FBI raided Ryan's house and started search. And his, the whole family was taken for questioning. Police also revealed that some, someone made 911 call reporting Ryan was slapping Abby. Ground County Police Office speaking, officer responded. 
Can you hear me, sir? 911 caller asked. Yes. Police responded. I am right here on the corner of Main Street by Bloomflower, and we are driving by, and we would like to report a domestic dispute in Florida when... Um, in a white van transit with Florida license plates. So a white man with a beard was inside the van was slapping a girl. They just drove off and